This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. How you doing, Jason Glick? I'm doing just fine, John. How about you? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. It's colder outside and all that other crap, you know, Christmas carols, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, but it's like, I'm, <laughs> I kind of like, like at the point there, it's just been like really, it's like just really um, barely hot for a good portion of the year. Now it's getting to the point where we're freezing our asses off. But who came here to t- hear us talk about the weather, goddammit? Nope, nobody it is. No one gives, <laughs> no one gives a shit. Yes. <laughs> yep. I also like to welcome, welcome uh, our buddy Brandon this week, so he's gonna be joining in like every once in a while too. Everybody out there, how you doing? Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> no yep. problem. It's our yep. pleasure. It's pleasure. Yeah. And also this week, it's our, my pleasure to talk to um talk about the uh, talk talk about one of the longest um it's like one of the longest um comics that Grant Morrison has ever written, or no, it actually is the longest thing he's ever written. It's his it's his tenure on. On Batman, which started way back in two thousand and six, and has um, gone up, gone went on for over seventy issues, and has finally culminated in the uh, in the recent release of um, ba- Batman Incorporated vol- Volume Two. Now, um, now when uh, when Morrison started um, writing ba- writing Batman back in the day, I mean, it, like he was um, like he was like about as bulletproof as as a as a comic book writer could get. He had had a, like a great he had a great run. Great runs on on JLA, a defining run on on X Men. He had a uh, he had like, this multi part DC Universe experiment called called Seven Soldiers of Victory, which is very well received. And he also had a lot of great um, like creator own projects under his belt as well, like the Invisibles and and the Filth and all sorts of other crazy stuff from, from Vertigo. Now, like and and believe it, this also around this time he's also getting getting to his definitive Superman story, um, All All Star Superman. Now, thing is, though, it's like you know, so putting him out on Batman just seemed like 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 a fanboy's wet dream come true. You got an A-list writer tackling t- one of the A-list characters, so so, so it's, it, was quite, it was really a question of you know, what could go wrong. Well, here's at first it seemed like you know these they couldn't get the issues out on time because even though he was paired with an A-list artist, Andy Kubert, the series um, did miss did have like a very very rough serialization for its first. For his first year or so, but as things got things got going. It became clear that Morrison like really did have a master plan for Batman. It's like that that um, took him into some really strange, weird places and did a lot of stuff that no one had ever seen with the character before. I really enjoyed Morrison Morrison's run, but even though it's like it is really really choppy and hard hard to follow, even in um, collected form. But also, it was like um, Morrison also hit upon like a, a nice, nice solution to the ongoing problem of the, the invincibility of Batman. Now, we all know, you know, Batman's always going to win because you know Batman always triumphs over everything. I mean, just you know, pitting it's 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 like a man to pin, pit him against you know just real world problems and just how, see about how he'll find find ways to punch punch world hunger into submission and whatnot. Well, so it's but in comics though, it's always it's always trying challenge to find out how do you make um you know Bat- Batman beating up someone interesting how do you it's like how do you find problems with find find way for him to um, take on problems that you know like that we haven't seen before that aren't going to seem like you know boring well Morrison throughout a good portion of his run basically hit upon the idea of, hit, of um hitting Batman with with ideas rather than like rather than you know straight up villains I mean yes there's a lot of there's a lot of familiar um, antagonists here from from the from the Joker, the, the peng the Penguin, um, Tal- Talia Al Ghul, more on her later, and 
It's like, and um, and also, but, but he, but um, Morton hits Batman with his biggest, um, idea, the one that's gonna that can't be said to dominate a lot of his run. That would be fatherhood, because the first arc is called um, like um, Batman and Son, where we find out that that um way that way back in um, oh, way back in this one graphic novel called um Son of the Demon. Um, where it was revealed that you know Batman had a kid with with Talia Al Ghul, son of son of Ra's Al Ghul, and a daughter of Ra's Al Ghul. I mean, <laughs> jeez. Anyway, she so and um, turns out that this this kid, like this kid, she's been raising him for for years, and um, it was like it was something that was not acknowledged in continuity for for a long time. Morrison decided to take an everything is true approach to the character, like where everything that had happened to him before had happened, even like, even the weird stuff that, you know, people don't want to acknowledge. And so then this is how we got, um, Damien Wayne. Damien was raised by the league of assassins and, um, it's like, and I'm born to be, and I'm born to be like the superior, the superior killer. It's like, and it's like, and basically a, a worth, like a worthy and ruthless heir to the, like to the Al Ghul name. It's like then, um, and so um, we're so in the opening arc. Um, Talia basically presents him with to um, has a meet with his meet with his dad, and um, basically offer him offer him the, the idea of you know, hey, I want you to give up being Batman, stop stop playing with your your childish games, and come with me, raise a family, be a father, and help take over the world as well. Batman, of course, shoots her down because you know, hey, he's Batman. He can't stop being Batman, trying to save save the world in in his own way. But, you know, that's, that's like the first thing that, that Morrison hits him with. There's fought, like, the, like the threat of fatherhood and also, you know, maturity to a certain, certain extent. Then you get um, other things like he, like him falling in love with the, um, with the uh, supermodel, um, supermodel, um, pl- ah, cl- what, what's, what's the word? Su- supermodel, um, pol- uh, pre- like um, president, ruler of the um, c- country of Matamba, um, Jezebel Jet. So you got romance. Then you've also got the Black Glove, which is a which is a uh, super, which is a supergroup led by the mysterious Doctor Hurt, who's basically been playing Batman's demise for for decades. Basically, like instead of just you know, like this is like Bat- Batman's warning. You know, what if there's been a uh, super a uh, like a super villain like a super villain group who's you know decade my like to my demise that I have not been able to like um think about their plans. How do I how do I stop that? It's like that's I mean, it's like it's it's a big complex idea that Morrison does manage to sell, particularly in the uh like in the um R- Batman R. A. P. storyline where um it's like where the Black Glove finally makes this move, destroys um like um, almost drives Bruce Wayne insane, um hits him with um weapons grade crystal meth and he winds up having roaming the streets of Gotham, homeless, homeless and in rags, until his backup personality, the Batman of Zur and R, takes over, and um just go and goes nuts on all the all the people who who screwed him over. So it's so I mean it goes in some really crazy directions. There's like there's but then but that's also kind of part part of the fun. Problems um start start cropping up, um in, say the collected edition of of R.I.P. when you realize that the final two issues are basically one big, one tie-in to a Morrison's um, DC Universe epic um, final crisis. This is, now this is where the universe was destroyed and rebuilt over the course of the, course of the event, and Batman shot Dark, Dark Side in the chest, and then got hit, hit with the Omega Beams, and um, well, was apparently um, thought dead, but was actually um, only um, set, 
lost through time. Now, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known any of this unless you had got, um, the, got Final Crisis and also the, uh, also the tie-in issues, which basically involved Batman um, fight, um, fighting against his own memories. So again, you got another concept that more, uh, another um, like concept that Morrison is throwing at Batman, fighting him with, fighting against his own memories, and I'm um, trying to, taking and trying to um, take out the uh, the assassin in his mind before he can, like like before he's destroyed himself. It's a great great little two part story, but it would make no goddamn sense unless like unless you were aware of Final Crisis. This is the kind of problem I had when I'm I'm in the process of loaning the um loaning this particular this Morrison's Batman to a buddy of mine. So I basically had to tell him, okay, those last two issues of Batman RP, they're not going to make any sense to you at all, unless um like but. Like, so let me give you the brief rundown of R.I.P. Now, the cool thing is that um, apparently someone at DC Editorial realized that, you know, hey, Grant, there's going to be those people who are reading your um, Batman in trade paperback form, guys like me, who may not necessarily go out and buy um, Final Crisis. I did, but, you know, I'll buy anything, I'll buy anything by Morrison. So what, so how do you do that? The solution is, and I talked about this actually a couple of years back in my podcast on Time and the Batman, was for Morrison to go back and do a two-part storyline that basically called um, R.I.P. the missing chapter, where he just filled in the blanks between um, the end of R.I.P. and um, Batman being Batman um, taking on Darkseid and becoming lost in time. Where you actually want to read that, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I recommend doing it after R.I.P., but uh, you can actually really do it any time up to the point where um, you get to the return of Bruce Wayne. But anyway, I'm rambling again. Oh, I do nothing but ramble. And... Um, the point was that, you know, hey, Batman's gone, lost in time, who takes over? Well, the problem, the other issue is that apparently around this time there was some, Morrison got either some disagreement with DC, and um, they were, they apparently weren't going to go ahead and, they were either going to, like, you know, not let, not bring him on to complete his, his story, his, um, like his, his storyline, or he was just going to go on to do other stuff. But whatever happened was, there was this, um, inter, there was this, um, Little, uh, there's this three-month event called Battle for the Cow, where um, you know Batman was was disappeared, and then everyone in all the heroes in Gotham had to slug it out with one another to um, find out who was gonna um, be, have the right to be the next Batman. I didn't read it because it was written by um, by Tony Daniel, who um, did illustrate um, a, lo- a good chunk of Morrison's um, run um, through R.I.P. And um, in the end, though, like the winners turned out to be um, Damian and um, and Dick Grayson, the orig- the first Robin who um who later went on to become Nightwing. So now you've got um the new Batman and Robin in their series, Batman and Robin, um just trying to show, like uh, just you know trying to take the place of, it's like of 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 the Batman and Robin that we had known that we'd known for all this time. Now, in a in a lesser writer's hands, this could have gone off terribly. Just um having Bat. I mean, just like, you know, how do you replace Batman? I mean, God knows, Mar- Marvel was trying to, um, like, do this for years with Peter Parker, and we got, like, the goddamn clone saga as a result. But, you know, Morrison hit upon, like, hit upon the great idea of just... And he, he elucidates this in the opening arc, um, with some great art by Frank Quitley. And um, it just basically t- has Alfred just point out the whole, the whole idea of being Batman. You know, hey, think of it as, as a performance, like being... Like how all these actors, all these different actors are, are James Bond. So you, so you, um, Master Dick, can be your can be your own Batman. Don't try to be 
Bruce Wayne. He would hate that. So you just try to figure out a way to be your own Batman. And so this is how we get the um, quote-unquote laughing Batman, the one Batman who actually does smile and is like, it does hang out. It does actually get on pretty, pretty well with the police. Now, this fall, this fall through three volumes of of Batman and Robin, as Morrison like built up another, it's like, it's like, like another arc which which involved the return, it's like the return of Doctor Hurt, new, it's like new villains such as the um, such as the crazed um Professor Pig, it's like it was, and uh, and actually worked out and it worked out really well. I thought I picked um bat, the third volume, Batman and Robin Must Die. As um, one of my favorite favorite volumes that that year, and um, that and so so it's and rereading it again, it's like it still holds up incredibly well. And um, also the 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 companion um, miniseries, The Return of Bruce Wayne, is you know once again you know Morrison's like not pitting Batman against you know some guy he can punch, he's pitting Batman against time himself, you no know, time itself, and it works out. And for and it, for most part, it worked out pretty well, even though there were a couple chapters that didn't quite function, um, on like on their own, as stories on their own, and um, we're just we're just like you know, like t- like lots of um plot points that did, did that ultimately didn't didn't quite come to come together. It's really now it's like it is an essential read for this, like for this particular like for for, for a Morrison story, but. But there you go, and um, also like in Batman and Robin Must Die, we also got you know the transition from like from Batman and Robin to the next stage of Morrison's master plan, Batman Incorporated, because um, it, in the end of that story, um, Bruce Wayne came out came out and revealed that all these after all these years he was the one secretly financing Batman's war on crime, and that in the end, after having come back from the future and seen again seen what the what what things hold, what things held for him, like he realized that he was he, like um, I mean, essentially like his his pitch was that you know he wanted to take the war on cl- war on crime global, and just like you know don't have Batman just be like you know one guy in in Gotham, but have like all these other all these other crime fighters who had also been inspired by Batman, like a regular guy going out and fighting crime, like unite them under the Batman Incorporated, um, ba- banner and create a global crime fighting organization. That would also help serve Batman as his own army in the time when, in the time when his when he would need them most in his, it's like in his greatest crisis. Now, Batman Incorporated. There are technic- there are three volumes of it, and it has it's unique in the sense that it has technically two number one volumes. The first volume was done was was eight issues plus a plus a double issue um, special collect, collected in the. Uh, in regular just Batman Incorporated volume, you can tell it's that one because it's got art by a lot of different artists like Yannick Paquette, um, like Cameron, see Cameron Stewart. In addition to um, regular, who, who the man who went on to become the series regular artist Chris Burnham. But um, that, but you know that did a really like even though like like there were some parts where like you know like where it was really kind of hard to follow um, like the threads Morrison was weaving like when it. When things did come together, and they did come together really well in certain parts of it, um, that like it was it was a fantastic read. Now then, we're coming to um, coming to back coming to the new Fifty Two, and um, so when we got the uh, the last two volumes, um, just basically Batman Incorporated, Volume One, Demon Star, and now Volume Two, Gotham's Most Wanted. I wrote about um, Demon Star earlier this year, and I fucking loved it. This was 
this is a fantastic grade A climax to the series, or, or build up to the climax. That as we find, we got like we had some like truly like stunning action sequences, lots of great memorable moments, like the introduction, introduction of Bat Cow, the uh, the escalation of ten- tension between um, Batman and Talia, who had now gone on to make make her final move, and see, and also the revelation, also like the payoff for the um, ongoing story of who. Of um of Damien as the uh, future Batman who had sold his soul to the devil to protect Gotham, turns out that that unfortunately, unfortunately Batman did turn out to miscalculate that. It's like in it's like in a little bit, like in his own way. But that that turns out that turns up in Volume Two, Gotham's Most Wanted, the climax. So how did this how did this wrap up? But um actually first you know it, Brandon I mean. You told me earlier that you had you'd read some you had you had read a couple issues of this. I mean, what are you what did you think of um of Incorporated uh, or what you've read of Incorporated so far? Well, I thought it was just a really interesting twist on on the Batman mythology. Um, what really impressed me about it was it reminded me of of that um, that symbology of Batman the character and how. Um, again, though unrelated, uh, I, I think about the Nolan's uh, films and, and that Dark Knight trilogy, and how in the beginning we're shown that um, Ra's Ra- al Ghul tells Bruce Wayne, you know, if you commit yourself to this ideal, like you can become more than a man, like you'll become a legend, and and it even bookends with the Dark Knight Rises with. Um, Bruce Wayne talking to Officer Blake, and he's kind of telling him how, like, you know, um, I believe he asked him why he put on the mask, and and Bruce tells him, um, you know, it's to protect those who who are closest to you, but like also it's like about the the symbol, and to see like what Grant Morrison was able to to write um, in regards to like this idea of Batman being the symbol. And taking that symbol on a a global scale, like it was very, it was just something I hadn't seen before. Like being a traditionally a Marvel reader, like it, it was like a new take on Batman that that like I was intrigued with like right away. And and the whole concept of of Bruce Wayne uh, having been this father and seeing how that like affected him too. Like to find out that he had this this son that he had no idea about and um him kind of having to term come to terms with that like you you kind of see um or at least from what i read you, you kind of see like some of the uh the genesis and and how that begins to play out and uh, i don't want to get too ahead of myself but um i i just really enjoyed it like i I uh, I really need to finish uh, the series just from what what I've heard you talk about. There, there's a lot about it that I, I'd like to find out more about. Yeah, it's like and it, yeah, it's, like, it's all all available in well, the thing like the um, two the two recent volumes of Batman Incorporated are are still only available in hard in hardcover, but they'll be in softcover next year. Though I will say that you know I do think it's very very well worth um worth picking up. But it's also but there's also one thing about this this last volume that I'll it does make a there there is like a good amount of tragedy, particularly in what happens in Damien's um like final fate. And especially the fact that we find out that 
you know, it's like even though like he winds up, um, Damien winds up becoming um, Robin to to Batman's to um, Bruce Wayne's Batman, even in the uh, it's like in in the new latest version of Batman Incorporated. It's also worth knowing that, that I would have loved to have known just how that would have worked if we hadn't gotten the uh, whole New Fifty Two um, reboot. If this was like Morrison's plan from the beginning, because once New Fifty Two happened, you know, Batman wasn't just you know Batman around the world. He was you know Batman, Batman in Gotham City again. So that, so that's kind of behind the scenes stuff that I, if I ever had the chance, if I ever like saw Morrison at a convention, I'd love to ask him about that. But you know, the fact that you know Bat- Damien and um, Bruce Wayne don't really work t- well together as like as Batman and Robin, um, Damien and Dick Grayson. Like once, once I get, once I get, once it's funny because once um, Dick stops trying to be Bruce, um, Bruce Wayne as Batman and starts being his own bat, his own personal Batman, it's like they they wind up having a great chemistry, and I'm working together, working together as 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 a great team. Especially and it's, that's see that's um exemplified um really well in this volume when when they, when they're uh, under fire from from Talia's eight agents and um and and Damien says like. Like you're my you're my great favorite part you're the, you're my greatest part like you're the best partner Dick it's like we were it's like there was no one like we were the greatest together and um even though it's like at that point they they charge take out the bad guys that's not like it there's not a happy ending here because in the end like you know Batman it's like yeah Batman does does triumph but he winds up losing like you know so much in the process and in the end like it all. It all comes back to that very first thing that Talia put to him in Morrison's first arc. You know, hey, you know, I wanted you to um like to stop being a goddamn superhero, stop playing around with all this childish stuff, and grow up and become a family man. But no, you're not going to do this. So I'm going to go ahead and destroy every single thing you love in this world. And she came so close, but in the end, you know, it's like you like as. As Batman, as Morrison like had them say at the very beginning of R.I.P., you know, Batman and Robin will never die, and so in the end he winds up. It's like Batman, uh, Batman does triumph because because he's Batman, and he goes on to li- goes on to live another day. It's like it's not quite the um like the the, the dy- dynamic like mind blowing conclusion that I was that I was like um probably hoping for. I mean, it's like I like how more how he brings things how he brings things full full circle in in the end, but there it there does like this final volume does feel like it loses a little bit of momentum as well. So so it's a so it's a good so it's a it's a good climax. Um, certainly, um, it certainly does not leave me with the feeling that my time reading Morrison's run, run was wasted. In fact, rereading all of this over the um, last week or so. Oh, man, it's like I said, it's it's a very messy, choppy read, but at the same time, it's so incredibly well planned out with um with lots of um little details being packed here and there, like the uh, like one of the um like like the whore with like with the prostitute with the um with the makeup, um like who Batman says, hey, you know, like get off the streets, hiring at Wayne Industries, here's here's the card, and then you you see her as one of the receptionists in the final volume, it's like. Little details like that that really show you that let you know that you know, even if Morrison like even if the roadmap was kind of like you know really like really kind of weird and um like crazily drawn like he did have he did have a plan and he knew what he was doing throughout the course of his run and you know that's 
that's really what I ask, what, what we can all that we can hope for for just about any major superhero story that that we've got that that the writer like, has a plan that they know what they're doing and that they've got enough you know guts and really clout to pull it off because you know I if another writer had suggested if they, some no name writer had suggested they do stuff like this they would have been laughed out of the room with Morrison it's like Morrison's like like the kind of like perfect storm of a guy who like who, who thinks big has like has the the, um, the the successful commercial track record to pull off a lot to ask for these ballsy um like to pull, do these ballsy moves like bring back Batman's son and um like then you know do the whole Batman Incorporated thing to um to get DC to go okay Grant yeah we like we know we, you've done crazy stuff before but we but we trust you with this and pull and to pull it off very well in the end it's like I it's I think it all comes comes. To, I I highly recommend it. If you're looking for Batman, that is definitely off the beaten path. Um, something that's something that's a bit more than um, Scott Snyder's current run, which I've enjoyed. But I but I will agree that um, it's that that it's not it's not quite groundbreaking. It's more to a an example I've as, as I've read before is of ruthless competence as the way he pulls he pulls things off. Just taking familiar stuff that we've seen before, making it new again, while Morrison really went and pushed the, uh, the character and the franchise in new directions. One last thing to talk about for this final volume is that there are, there are, there are some extras at the end, because we've got, because there was actually a fill-in issue uh, written by Chris Burnham with art by Jorge Lucas that involved on the Batman of, like the Batman of Japan, um, taking on, t- taking on like a female, like a female, an evil female Sentai group of, it's like a bike, Bike riders, and it was yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, and they've, but it was but it was act, but even though like I can imagine like you know people this this issue came like right before the final issue of Morrison's run, but because apparently they they were they just needed the um, extra time for order to pull to um to, to um to pull it off, but reading it you know as an afterthought, it actually is like a like a kind like some. A bit of like goofy fun, as like as Batman Japan teams up with Lolita Canary, like basically a uh, like a three inch um three inch girl who fights crime in a schoolgirl outfit <laughs> um with wings, and um <laughs> yeah, and they fight and they fight um Lady, oh, what is it um Lady Tiger Fist who has you know tiger's heads for fists, wow. and uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but and reading it here just. Like it's it moves it moves incredibly fast and it, so you don't have time to linger on and how think about how ridiculous all this stuff is, but it was but it was good fun and and um, Burnham also does goes back to that same well of wackiness in um in his story for the Batman Incorporated special which is just basically a nice little series of vignettes about some of the um some of the notable Batman Incorporated characters we saw like over the course of Morrison's run it's. It's like after the climax, um, it's an, these are like nice bits of falling, falling action, and like they help they help you know, e like like help, it's, they help like you know help you uh, like you know detox from the whole from the whole intensity of Morrison's run. So you know like they're not a lot of these these stories like aren't you know essential reads. Uh, I think they work like they, they work pretty well in the context of like like of of this volume. So. So kudos to DC for including them, including them both here. So, yeah, I think that's about all I have to say. Um, John, Brandon, any final thought, final thoughts? Well, I was a little. Uh, this is kind of more clarification on my part. Um, yeah. 
these runs aren't related at all with death in the family, right? <laughs> wait, um, wait, are you talking about death, death, a death in the family, the one where the original Robin died, or the, where the Jason Todd Robin Not, died, or death of the family, where the Joker came back? Yeah, the the newer run, not not Jason Todd, but the the one okay. with the return of the Joker. Yeah, actually, they um they happened concurrent concurrently as a as a matter of fact. Like as this was going on, um like Morrison was doing his run, you know, just without without having to like bother tying in tying in with them at all. And um uh, okay, yeah. So so even though like, Damien does does show up and play a fairly like a, a notable role in. Like in the Batman issues for um, death of the family, basically the way the continuity works is that th- that story happened for reasons that you will find out. But th- that story happens happens before um, like um, the final volume of Morrison's Morrison's Batman Incorporated. Gotcha. I see. Yeah, but I mean, guess, but yeah, when you're doing like your when you're bringing your um, like years long superhero saga to a close, um, you actually you. I imagine you get special dispensation to um, not bother with um, tying tying in with other people's crossovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's something I, um, I've noticed with uh, at least most of his work that I'm familiar with, because um, they're usually non-linear to like current canon in, in like within the DC universe, or or like even some of the stuff he's done for Marvel as well. Yeah, Morrison actually he he does show a fairly liberal attitude towards um like time um like like past continuity like if something has happened in in Batman he he will he will acknowledge acknowledge it but as far as like but he doesn't really but as far as like you know paying attention to like you know current goings on like he's 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 more intent on like plowing on plowing his own way right yeah that's that's one of the things I liked about All Star Superman was that um. It didn't oh, well, follow a current storyline or, or like a specific storyline within the Superman comic books, but it was just more of this like it was just this iconic Superman story that that followed like his history or, or things that had happened to him throughout like various comic book runs and and, and things of that sort. Yeah, um, I mean, like, All Star Superman was basically was basically its own, its own continuity that basically allowed Morrison to do whatever the hell he wanted with the character. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so John? Uh, no comments for me. It sort of seems like I got a lot of reading to do in order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I, I, it's, um, that Morrison's run is collected over, like, say, 12 volumes, and um, it's, and I, I don't envy the person at DC who, um, who has to start decide, to has to decide, you know, what order do we put these things in um, when when they start collecting, when they start collecting these issues, so that's going to be that's going to make it's going to be really interesting to see um, how they decide. You know, how do we order things, especially in the um, post RAP um, section. Hmm. So, yeah, but you know, overall, you know, I I say I really enjoyed um, Morrison's run. It's like it's like it's 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 not not his not his best work, but it's still but it's still definitely a must read for for, a, for if you're a fan of fan of his work. And also a fan of Batman as well. And I don't know. I guess on that note, say hey, because you know, like, Merry Christmas, everyone, because you're gonna be reading, you're gonna be listening to this on the 25th, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone, and we'll catch you <laughs> later on Comet Picks by the Glick. Right. Later. Bye.